1: This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers.
0: It is Holden with Veasan. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Don't forget, get a chance, give me a five star review, say something nice about the show, and all your hopes and dreams are going to come through. Now, we're only going to talk Nuggets, Warriors on this show. Adam Mares from DNVR is going to join me too in just a little bit. But it was a nice little surprise. The Nuggets keep their season alive the show bet of over 224 and a half hits again so we'll get back into that in just a second but the nuggets get the win so wednesday night we've got nuggets at the warriors here are the updated odds on bet rivers as it sits right now biggest spread of the series nuggets plus nine you get nine points there plus 320 on the money line 225 and a half is the total in this game too. So the the Nuggets are just heavy, heavy, heavy underdogs. I'll also look at the series price here going forward. If the Nuggets can win two more games, okay? If you think they could push this to seven, you're getting plus 750, seven and a half to one. If you think that this series does not go seven, it's not worth it, it's minus 1667. I mean, you're laying down, what, 166 bucks to get a dollar back? That's just silly. Uh, Series correct score, if you think this thing ends in five, uh, don't bet it, minus 500. But if you think the Nuggets could take another game, you get them at plus 600. If they get to game seven and lose, 14 to one. And if the Nuggets come back and win this series, you're getting that at 22 to one, plus 2200. So those are the updated odds here on Bet Rivers. Now, why do I like the over once again? Because the official show play is is going to be with the over. Well, why did I hit the game four over? Because all four games, all three games at the time, and now all four games have gone over the total. As a matter of fact, the first three games hit at least 230. Yesterday, it was a little bit of a slow start, so this total went down 10 points. It was right around 214, 214 and a half. And by the end of the game, it just blew through that at 247 points. And why do I like these overs? First of all, there's just a lot of good shooters out there. You've got the Splash Brothers uh, from the Warriors. You know, and the Warriors still yesterday picked up 121 points. Steph Curry didn't play well. Uh, Poole had a silent game. So the Warriors are going to put up their points. I think the Nuggets, listen, Jokic is in the flow now. He had those two bad games in San Francisco, and now he's back. And I think he continues that. So... To think that the Nuggets are going to get blown out, I'm not so sure that happens the way Jokic has been playing the last two games. If he goes back to his form from games one and two, then, yeah, they're in a lot of trouble. But I would think Jokic is good for at least 30 in this game. And when those player props come out, because I'm going to do a special show tomorrow too, we'll continue talking about this. And I got the Broncos draft to get to. I got a mock draft that I'm making. Uh, Rockies 10-5. One of the best records in baseball. The abs are struggling. So we got a lot of other things going on. But again, today, today's today got to be about celebrating and looking forward to. So we're looking forward first. So I love this over 225.5. And, and once they drop the Jokic props, are they going to put them back at 32 and a half points? And if that's the case, I've really got to put some thought into it. And we'll look, or even more thought into it. And we'll look deeper into it. The points, rebounds, and assists fascinating because Jokic in the 121 126 121 win to keep the season alive had 37 8 and 6 37 points eight rebounds six assists his points rebounds and assists was 52 and a half so he came up too short whether two points two rebounds to assists. he came up too short he had a monster game and he still came up short of his pra so we might have to look at that i think if they put him at 52 and a half again, maybe we look at the under, even though I kind of like his points to get to the 30s. They've really shut him down on the assist side of things, and I don't know how that's going to just magically change. You know, 5 or 6 assists as opposed to 8, 9, 10, 11 assists, and that's had some issues, that's caused some issues uh, offensively with the Nuggets to this point. Some other things from yesterday's game that were just so much fun. So much fun to see. Let's start with this. Aaron Gordon. Invisible the first two games, right? Absolutely invisible. Well, yesterday he was excellent. So the second straight game where he scores. He had 21 points in that game. And I think maybe more important than that was the fact that he came out and he was physical with Jordan Poole. I mean, very physical. He's a lot bigger than Poole. Poole had been killing them in the series, and he got a little physical with him in the beginning. And you saw him take Poole out of the game. I think Rivers has got to get into the starting lineup. We'll talk about him, too. More defense out on the field, out on the court, is what the Nuggets need right now. So Gordon had 21. Poole just 11 points on 3-10 of shooting. And he had Gordon at the beginning. Uh, Gordon also went at Draymond. I mean, that was just great. Draymond probably kick his butt. Gordon's bigger, but I don't want to mess with Draymond. But that's exactly what the Nuggets needed. Monte Morris went at Draymond. Gordon went at Draymond. It seems like everybody likes Draymond, but you got to go out and send him a message physically. And that's what happened. And I think going forward, I don't want to focus on next year, but going forward, there's got to be a guy... That the, that the Nuggets can find that is like the Warriors' Draymond Green. He doesn't have to be that great because there's not a lot of Draymonds out there. He's the MVP on a team that could be the NBA champions. He doesn't score a lot, but he plays defense. He's an instigator. He's physical. He talks a lot. So going forward next year, maybe it's they get the addition of Murray, probably. Hopefully Porter, too, but... Maybe one of those glue guys that they could bring in here just beat the hell out of the opposing star once in a while. So that's something I'd like to see going forward. Anyways, uh, let's get to Rivers, Austin Rivers. Is he a good basketball player? Probably not. No, but he had five steals yesterday. And I thought, and this is what I said before game one, I thought he would get more run. I thought they'd come out and actually put him in the starting lineup for game number one. They didn't. And it's showing now the more he plays, the more havoc he's he's creating. So he didn't get the early run. I think that Malone has to put him in the starting lineup at this point. Throw him out there. If Steph is back starting, because Steph could definitely start this next game, game number five. He, he's, he's up to his minutes. That's it. No more minutes restrictions. If Steph starts, I'm rolling Gordon out there on pool, and I'm going to end up putting Rivers – on Curry. So very active, Riverd. I, I I like that. Just put these two guys out on the floor together to get the defense going. Because you know the Splash Brothers are going to come out very motivated, trying to just kill the Nuggets from the get-go. The bench yesterday. Geez, what happens when the bench plays well? They're in games. The starters somehow minus 29. Somehow Jokic was on the floor and he was a minus 2. The bench was a plus 54. So that was just spectacular. And recapping yesterday's lines going into this game, the Nuggets plus 160 on the money line. For those of you that took a leap of faith and backed the Nuggets on the money line, good job. Game blasted through the over 224. Now, Jokic had 37. So he went over his number at 30 and a half points. Again, do they knock that up to 32 and a half points? That would be uncomfortable. You set that number at 30 and a half again, I'm going over on Jokic. And under the 52 and a half points, rebounds, and assists if they set it up there again. Uh, but I don't want to bet both. And you know, I think you got to pick a side. Take a stand. Do you want the over points or the under points, rebounds, and assists? It's more fun to bet the over points. Is it the better bet? We'll find out when they set it. Nuggets went 15-31, to 31, 48% shooting for three. The Warriors shot just 35% behind the arc. And Steph Curry was bad, too. He missed four, sh- four shots at the free throw line. That doesn't happen. You had Murray hitting five threes in the third, and then there's Bones. I mean, we got to get to Bones here. I'm sorry it took me so long to start talking about Bones Highland, but the dude goes out, and he hits back-to-back. To back threes and that place ball arena went absolutely bananas. I mean, this kid brings so much energy, and then when he's cannon threes like that, it's tough to beat the nuggets because you've got a guy out there who's kind of simulating Jamal Murray in short spurts. Okay, but Bones got the playing time, he completely showed out seven assists. It's shocking, but Michael Malone, let's listen to him because he actually trusted a rookie. We've seen it all year long. You know, fearless is a word that we've used to describe him many times. And uh, what a great experience for a young kid. Playoff stage, national stage, regular season is one thing. You know, but when you make you make your name in the playoffs, and I think Bones Highland's performance today just kind of showed that he is a tough kid mentally, physically, not afraid of the moment, and uh, we don't win that game without him. So, yes, I do trust Bones Highland. Um, I put him in to close the half, and uh, he turns the ball over, we get it back, he goes coast to coast and scores a layup. So I think that sequence kind of epitomizes what rookies are all about. They're going to do some things sometimes you say, all right, got to live with this. But you know down the road, this is only going to benefit his development. So Michael Malone almost forced to play Bones extra minutes yesterday, and I hope he plays Bones more in San Francisco. The only issue is that if Bones ends up on Clay Thompson, Clay can just maul him. We saw it multiple times when Bones ended up on Clay earlier in the series. And it was just that Poole and Thompson, or Poole and Curry were hitting so many threes, they didn't even bother exploiting the matchup of Clay over Bones. He's he's bigger, he's taller, he's stronger. He could post up on Bones all night long. So, is Bones going to be good enough defensively to get monster minutes? And can Bones, as a rookie, do this consistently? Not so sure. But you got a great game off the bench out of him. Jokic won all MVP on all of us. I mean, he just went out there and for the second straight game was magnificent. Now, do you want to talk about the, the, the eye poke? Some Nuggets fans are saying, oh, it's, it, it was a flagrant. It wasn't a flagrant. Okay, It did so happen that a finger got in Jokic's eye, and that really sucks. And to be perfectly honest, I'm really impressed that he went out there and finished that game. I have little kids, and I can't, I, I've i been to the eye doctor in the middle of the night twice, and a third time I had to go to the emergency room because they just take their fingers and they just stick it in your eyes, man. They're scraping off part of the cornea. Sorry to get gross here, but that had to have happened to Jokic last night. You can't see. So hopefully they put the protective lens over that. They got a little contact lens they can give you there. If they didn't, he just, he's just a tough SOB. It's as simple as that. But everything went right for the Nuggets yesterday. And they still only won by five at home. They were in control the whole game. I'll give them that. They played from ahead. Jokic was great. Bench was great. Bones, Morris, Rivers defensively spectacular. Gordon has shown out here. The other thing, post-game. Besides from Malone talking about trusting Bones, which, again, I think he's just forced to do that. Game five Wednesday night, and multiple Nuggets players saying, all the pressure's on Golden State. All the pressure's on Golden State. And and I don't buy that at all, okay? The advantage, all the advantage is on the Warriors' side. They're up three games to one. They only got to win one game at home over the next five, six, seven, three games. So... The advantages on the Warriors side. I don't think there's much pressure. I mean, who? These guys have won multiple championships together. Steph has been in the league forever. Clay's been in the league forever. Draymond's been in the league forever. Iguodala's been in the league forever, as you well know. I like the fact that this could make the Warriors um, more the Nuggets. The more the Nuggets, a little more loose heading into this game. It's okay mentally to act like, hey, we got nothing to lose, but really you got a lot to lose. The season's on the line again, and the players aren't like us where we're looking at this from the outside saying, boy, that's very, very, very small chance of them coming back and win the series. What the Nuggets probably feel is, hey, we're going to go into San Francisco. We're going to go pick this game up, come home. We're down 3-2. So I think this is all a mindset more than anything else. The mindset is, hey, we got nothing to lose. we gonna go out there and lay it on the floor because – there's not pressure on the Warriors. Not at home. They'll have the crowd on their side. They've got all their guys healthy. They're playing good basketball. Yesterday was a disaster. As Draymond said, hey, we get one more game to go out and practice for the next round. And that's cocky. That's arrogant. But it's also probably true. I'm going to enjoy game five. I was excited to see them get off to a nice start and say, you know what? Instead of Monday recapping the Nuggets season and talking about what has to happen this offseason, we get to talk about a game five, you know, it's kind of fun, but hard time thinking Denver has a good shot in game five. Yesterday, Draymond fouled out. He's not getting six, fou- six fouls at home with the home crowd. Clay, Igudala five fouls. Those guys are not going to have five fouls each. The Nuggets just didn't get the calls at the Warriors. They're not going to get it Again, Joker just has not been getting to the line. Is it more on the refs or more on Joker? I still think it's more on the refs. But he only had six free throws yesterday. At least he hit them. Really good free throw shooting team. But if Joker's getting to the line six times on the road, that's going to be tough. Warriors had 27 fouls yesterday. No way they're getting called for fouls at home. I just want to go back uh, to something post-game here from Steve Kerr. And I think Draymond actually added something too. So Kerr comes out and he goes, this is the situation you want in any playoff series when you're hosting. Sweep the first two, get one out of two on the road, go home with a chance to win it. We're right where we need to be. And I think he's right. I think he's right. It's going to take a Herculean effort for the Nuggets to win that game. And Adam Mars and I are going to talk about this. How do they win game number five? You know, for me, I'll tell you in just a second after we get to the Draymond. Draymond goes, this isn't the worst thing for us. We get more reps together, more playoff-like reps together. It's not all bad. We got to go home, take care of business, close out the game, and not come back to Denver. Okay. It's a great town, though. I mean, San Francisco, San Francisco, man. Place going downhill lately. Beautiful town, but nothing like Denver. Absolutely gorgeous here. I don't blame Draymond for for not wanting to come back here to play. But come on, man. If you're going to hang out, much rather hang out in Denver than San Francisco. Um, But – how do they win? How do the Nuggets keep this series alive? A, Jokic just goes bananas again. Probably, he probably has to go for near 40, and he needs a triple-double. He is going to need a triple-double. The assists are going to have to be there. That's the first thing. Second of all, I think Malone has to start Rivers, and Gordon has to shut pool down early, and Rivers has to be all over Steph. And then you deal with Clay. I mean, Clay went nuts yesterday. You figure out a way to get somebody on Clay. But I just think that's the big mismatch. If you could take pool and at least neutralize Curry a little bit, you got a good shot to hang in this game. They're going to need to stay out of foul trouble. Can they stay out of foul trouble? We'll find out. We'll find out. But to me, the key is going to be Jokic going off. So the Joker has to go off, monster game. They're going to have to shoot the three at over 50% like they did yesterday. I know. I know. Uh, They actually shot 48%. So if if you can go 15 to 31, shoot 48%, you're doing well. Warriors shot just 35% behind the arc. I think the Nuggets have to keep them under 40%. And then you got to stay out of foul trouble. And then you got to get lucky. You just got to get some lucky bounces. You got to win those 50-50 balls. The old cliches right there. But again... To win at home, the Nuggets had to play one of their best games of the season. To win on the road, they're going to have to play their best game of the season and still get some help. So, I think laying nine points with the Warriors is just too much pregame. I know Shaq came out and said, Oh, the Warriors are going to blow out the Nuggets. I love Shaq, but come on, man. They're going to blow out the Nuggets? This is not... This is not Kobe and Shaq, okay? This is not Kobe and Shaq. This is a great Warriors team. But I think Shaq is just speaking from experience here where maybe he's been up three games to one and come back home and blown a team out. It's just biased analysis. It's biased analysis. I I think getting nine points for the Nuggets, (sighs) the, the chance of them getting blown out, though, and the chance of them... Covering the nine, I just think, is too even right now. I do love the over. I already placed that bet on Bet Rivers. So go and do that if you want to tail over 225.5. Why would scoring slow down in this series? I don't think it does. Next, from the DNVR, Adam Maras. If you're a Nuggets fan, you know who that man is. And he joins me next on the Denver CityCast presented by BetRivers. Baseball is here, and BetRivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Adam Morris from DNVR joining me here. It looked like the bar was just absolutely hopping yesterday, by the way. You're down three, love. You go out there and, and your place is becoming a nice little home for Nuggets fans to let off some steam, huh?
1: Oh, it's the spot if you're, if you're a Nuggets fan, but yes, it's funny, game one, packed, shoulder-to-shoulder, shoulder, everybody's there. Game three, diehards only. It was still full, but <laughs> o- only the ones that were there and were like, you know what, F it, let's see what happens. So it was it was a good atmosphere.
0: Well, it was fun. Let's go recap yesterday's game before we get into things. 126-121, another one of these games goes to the over, right? Yeah. And so we're, we're 4-0 on the over, and I'm hitting this from different angles from what you guys are covering right now, but – there's just been no defense in this series. And I don't see why that's going to change. Yesterday there was, obviously, because Gordon and and I think that Rivers did a great job. But as far as the scoring goes, I don't see this thing changing over these last this last game or the rest of the series if it happens.
1: What's funny is Golden State is being pretty consistent in their scoring. And last night, 121. I think they are at 126, 125 or whatever mm-hmm. in the games before. It's just this time Denver caught up with them or kept up with them, I should say. And you're right. I laugh about the way people talk about the NBA because there are some good defenses out there. But at the highest levels, there's just no stopping the good teams. And obviously, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, those guys are out there. I'm not sure how many teams are going to shut that down. You, you make it hard on them and you hope to cut the margins, but you're not shutting them down. And then, of course, the other end, you've got who is, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the NBA and Draymond Green. But the last two games, he's been pretty hopeless against Jokic. And that's just how it goes in today's NBA. These guys are too good. The rules are such that even great defenses are going to get burned. I, almost 50% of the time, they're going to get burned. That That's just how the level of play right now in the NBA. It is. And it's just such a tough,
0: it's such a tough ask. Because Pool now has become a splash, brother. So you got right. three guys on the outside that are just draining threes. But you see what happens if they're shooting in the mid-30s. And you could shoot forty-eight percent from behind the arc. Oh, yeah, you can win these games.
1: It's simple, Adam. That's all you got to do. That's all Denver has to do is shoot almost fifty percent from the three-point line. You're absolutely right, man. That's the key. But you mentioned Jordan Poole. This is the story about. Well, like, look, the Warriors are going to win the series. Most likely, they're going to advance. But the question about at times, really prior to tonight, they look like the best team in basketball. I mean, you could throw Boston in there. Maybe those two teams have been the most impressive. But they look like, oh, okay, here's a championship team again. But Jordan Poole is such a big part of why I think everybody feels like the Warriors are back to being true title contenders or maybe even favorites. But you see last night, not only was he 3 of 10 from the field, 1 of 5, so he has a down game, but also there just was a little frustration on, you know, you, you, the, there was a viral video with Clay Thompson kind of wide open, calling for the ball, he misses him on it, and he gets a little annoyed. This is a thing where, like Brooklyn, Golden State has not been able to gel with this group. And through three games, it didn't matter. They looked like they could pick up and go right into it. But last night, you saw what happens when things don't go their way. And you're like, hmm, maybe there is still some questions to be answered. And they're going to be a race against time for the Warriors to see if they can solve all those questions before they get to the real challenges. It's too hypothetical.
0: Because I, I still don't think, even with Murray and Porter, the Nuggets beat the Warriors the way the Warriors are playing right now. Ooh, I don't I, about uh, that. Be, okay, so let's discuss here. Because yeah, I, I
1: really do believe... Something. So what happens last night for the Nuggets that changed the complexion? Two things. One, Bones Highland caught fire in the second quarter. It helped push the Nuggets up back-to-back-to-back three-pointers. But another thing that happened was Monte Morris went 5-of-7 from the three-point line, and he made five threes in the third quarter alone. Who do we know on the Nuggets roster that does things like this, that changes the complexion? This is a Jamal—he had a Jamal Murray game. And one of the things that's happening in this series— Jokic is having to work so hard against Draymond Green and fight uphill against a defense that can zone in and lock in on him. What happened in this game was defense being so locked in on, on Jokic in, pick, in the pick-and-roll game or even when he tries to post up at the nail that Monte Morris is getting some open shots. Now, he made a lot of them in this last game. But if Jamal Murray's out there, I have and Michael Porter, by the way, I have to believe that you're going to have to ask Draymond Green to guard Jokic a lot more one-on-one as he had to do down the stretch of this game. And guess what? He fouled out of this game. This is the entire series. Can you make Draymond, can you punish the Warriors for trying to use Draymond Green to guard Jokic? And can you punish it enough that it tilts in your favor? Over the last two games, they've done that. But even down the stretch of this game, you still see guys ignoring other players to help in. The final two possessions, overload on Jokic, Monte Morris gets a floater in the lane. Overload on Jokic, Will Barton gets a three-pointer. This is the difference in how they guard. When other guys step up and make shots, it changes the way Golden State has to defend with their death lineup, and you might be able to keep pace with them. So would the Warriors be favored? Maybe, maybe not. I look at it and I go, Denver has not been able to punish their weaknesses, which is that they're super tiny in their closing lineup. Denver has not been able to punish it. Last night, thanks to Monte Morris being on fire, they did. But I think Jamal Murray is on fire pretty consistently in this matchup. And I I just think it would be completely different. It would be completely different. I just have a hard time thinking that they could shut down
0: these three guys behind the arc for four games, which is what they would need to do. Uh, That's the first thing. The second thing is these games are on the road. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that everything's going to go back where Jokic isn't getting goals. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be a hostile environment. So, again, these are hypotheticals. But – Murray and Porter would just have to play to the like the ceiling of their ability for this team to even beat the Warriors in seven. This was I, I this just was don't know last, if it could happen. Last
1: year with Phoenix was when you get to play, when Phoenix got to play their best lineups with no repercussions on the other end of the court, because it's like, hey, we can just play our offensive lineups and punish them because they have Faku attacking us on the other end like it doesn't matter we don't have to have any defenders on the court to, to guard this it just changes things the Warriors have won the series because of their death lineup and that features Clay Thompson as a small forward what if he's going up against Aaron Gordon or going up against Michael Porter and his closeouts have no effect on him It just punishes your best punch. And you look at this game. The Nuggets scored 126. The Warriors were the second best defense in the NBA. And they were actually one of the better defensive teams down the last like three and a half months of the show. I think they were number one over the last three months of the season on the defensive end. Denver put up 126 points without their second, third best offensive player. I just am not convinced that Denver isn't going to break teams this way. I know defense is really important. I don't know that Denver is going to stop them. But guess what? The Warriors aren't stopping Denver either. And if you can just make this into a shootout, maybe they have to play Gary Payton a little bit more. Maybe they have to play Otto Porter a little bit more just to keep up pace. Or maybe both teams just go to offensive lineups and we see who misses first. So Jokic had a couple of rough games
0: in San Francisco. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. He comes back home. And as you mentioned – They've just been, and this is what I thought teams would do even earlier. That you take the ability of Jokic to be a playmaker just out of the equation. Like he hasn't sniffed a triple double because right, of this. Right. And then, and you know what? To your point, Murray would be there. Porter would be there. You know, Barton would have would get to be the fourth or fifth scorer on this team. Right. Right. But just going forward, it's going to be a rough one here in game number five. Sure. Uh, before we get into game number five, though. All we keep here is Joker's not the MVP this, Vorp, that. Okay, um, I've, I've gotten And listen, I'm not a diehard uh, Jokic guy either. I love Jokic, but I'm not going to sit here and defend him to the end. But this is driving me nuts. It's getting under my skin at this point. <laughs> when people say that the Joker is not the MVP, he's overrated, he's not good, just what do you come back with? Because at me, it's just, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's as simple as that. And it's personal. And it's as simple as that. You didn't watch the Nuggets. It's personal. And you're on the East Coast, probably. So talk to me here. What do you say when people are ripping Jokic? I
1: don't. Like, this is the thing is I just don't care. And I created an entire sports network that's now now in three different markets because I don't care about these dumb ways of talking about a beautiful sport. (laughs) Like, to me, if we want to talk about these individual accolades in that way, this like binary, binary way... You miss out on some great things. And here's and here's what I mean by that. I think Draymond Green's the best defensive player in the, in the NBA. Like, if you just said you need a guy for one game, he does everything at a super high level, including guard on ball, including help, including just, like, he's just in so smart. I think he'll get you the best offensive player. And when people will say, like, Duran or Curry, you could argue Curry. He'd be the one guy that I would maybe give you, like, just the impact he has. You know, he might have a greater impact because he doesn't even have to make shots to have that impact. But one of those two guys... You look at Kevin Durant right now and what is happening to him against a great defensive lineup. He struggled three games, and he's getting 16 points. You look at Jokic with nobody to pass to, with all attention on him and with Draymond hounding him, and all of a sudden, every game, he just seems to figure something out about him. To me, I don't care about whether you want to rank this guy here or here. There's so many interesting things going on in this series. This is like a great baseball game with the best pitcher versus the best hitter. Like, There's so many little dynamics that are going on here. If you reduce it just to is he or isn't he the MVP, you're missing out on the little cat and mouse game, the back and forth, the scouting, one play to the next. Each guy is trying to set each other up for different things. There was a play in last night's game Where in the fourth quarter, where Jokic shows the ball. He does the same move that he did on Draymond in game three where Draymond stole the ball. He does the same two-dribble move, but then pulls back and puts his arm down to sucker him into a foul. This is what I love about these two guys is they are both so smart. They're going at each other in these very nuanced ways. To me, that's what I care about. If you want to argue about the MVP, you're missing out on what's actually fun about basketball, in my opinion. That was uh, just too even-keeled of an answer. Adam. you're not allowed to
0: do that when it comes to sports so uh let's get into game number five now i i i thought rivers would actually start earlier in the series after seeing what he did yesterday i feel like he's got to be on steph more gordon on pool it took pool out of the game didn't it? he's bigger he's stronger he's physical right do you see any changes
1: here in game number five well, I think the changes now, as ironic as it is, I think the changes go on into Golden State side. Now it's about what are they going to do to adjust here, and maybe the adjustment is to play Steph Curry more minutes because when he's played, generally speaking, the Warriors have been great. But I'm with you. This is – and Michael Malone hinted at this at practice in between games three and four when he called them a three-headed monster. He had coaches looking up Greek mythology to figure out what the name was for the three-headed monster because that's what they are. And he said, can you take off one of the heads? Like, you can't stop all three of them. But is there one guy you can go at? And I don't know that you can go at Steph Curry. I thought Austin Rivers, to your point, was fantastic. Steph Curry has 33 points. Like, he probably could have had 40 points in this game if he would have made his free throws. So – I don't know that you can stop Steph Curry. Klay Thompson, another guy that just sometimes he makes threes. Last night he had 7 of 11, and you tip your hat, there's nothing you can do. Jordan Poole, to me, is the guy that's like, hey, he's the unproven one, he's the younger one. Can you just, is that the guy you can, you know, cut off? you know, everything he is doing. And last night, to your point, you get physical with him. You see what he's got when you run him off the three-point line and you and you really overload on him. And all of a sudden, now you're down to a two-headed monster. And that's what Denver did. We'll see if the Warriors adjust to either try to get Poole going or to use him as a decoy to create more spacing. That would probably be my best bet. Um, but Denver's adjustment of playing with, through Austin Rivers in the closing lineup to me was two games overdue. You probably should have known coming into the series that he needed to replace Jeff Green in the closing lineup. Not necessarily the starting, but the closing lineups, both in the first half and second half. I don't know why it took Denver this long to get here, but he he had a fantastic game, made it hard on Curry, and now it's just about what do the Warriors do to readjust. So uh, the Nuggets are getting nine points. How do they keep this thing close? How do they do it? I think, I mean, look, the Nuggets played a – near perfect game by their own standards, getting the the contributions from Bones Highland and Monte Morris, the Warriors missed some free throws, missed some shots, and Draymond fouled out. I think getting Draymond to foul out is a huge piece of this. Like, if there's one player that you could take out, Steph Curry, then Draymond Green, and Draymond's the more likely one. So Jokic, has he really solved Draymond in a way that is going to put him back in foul trouble, or make the, the Warriors try to play him less on him? If you can do that, that's a huge win. So it starts right there, and then let's just see what Golden State's adjustment is. If you can continue to contain pool, maybe Clay Thompson doesn't go 7-11. Maybe he goes 5-11 of 11 or 4-11, of 11, both of which would be great numbers, but that tilts things in your favor. So to me, it's about Jokic continuing to not just win but dominate the matchup against Draymond Green. To your point, first two games go into Draymond's favor. Last two games go to Jokic. Jokic first has to win that battle. And second, you have to find a way to cut off one of the heads. If it's Jordan Poole again, do that and just give yourself a chance down the stretch.
0: Is there going to be a guy in the offseason that the Nuggets could look at that's just like an instigator who only plays defense? Not a Draymond Green, because there aren't those guys. Right. But just someone that just gets in your head, that beats the hell out of you defensively. Is there a guy out there? Because – I feel like with Murray and maybe Porter coming back. Right. That's
1: the only piece of the puzzle they're missing. I, I agree with you uh, 100%. Austin Rivers, to me, is a free agent. He's a guy that I think Denver just has to bring back. He's been really good and now in two playoff runs, obviously. And it's funny. You look at it. Last year, uh, Damian Lillard averages 40 points per game in a series. You think Austin Rivers did a good job, but he did. Sometimes that's what it takes is just make them work extra hard for their points. And Steph Curry, tonight, thirty or last night, 33 points. But Austin Rivers is one of those guys. I look at, around and I go, Denver does need one more, and it has to be on the wing, some kind of wing defender. And I don't know who it is. Um, Josh Hart is a guy that I've, you know, is a name that kind of fits because he's a smart player, but he's also going to be a defensive player. But he's not the dog that you're talking about, the guy that maybe, like, cuts somebody's lip the way Draymond did to Monte in game mm-hmm. in game three. So somebody that throws a little bit extra there. But uh, I agree with you that Denver is missing that guy, and to win a championship, they probably need to find that guy. All right. One
0: more thing. Uh, Bones was on yesterday. Yeah. Just so much fun, right? The energy. It was shocking to me but uh, that that he was given that much run, but Malone's almost forced to trust him at this point, right? And then he actually goes off on top of it. Do we
1: see more Bones in game five? Um, I don't know if you see more of him, but he does play an extremely important role. And again, a lot of this has to do with just how, does the, how do the Warriors play with Draymond. I think Denver, if there is one adjustment that I still would like to see – I don't think you close like this, but I think you pick your spots, not against the death lineup, but against Draymond at the five. Maybe it's a staggered lineup where like Otto Porter's out there or Gary Payton's out there, but Draymond's at the five. And I just think you have to give Jokic as much spacing as you can to make uh, Draymond guard one-on-one. And Bones Highland is one of the guys that you throw out there in those configurations where you say, you know what, he's going to make his shots. He's going to be put pressure on you in pick and rolls. If Draymond is out there guarding Jokic, make him only guard Jokic and nobody else. And that's the role Bones Highland has. He hit those three threes in a row with the bench unit. But I want to see in game five him hit some of those threes when he's on the court with Jokic and Draymond's trying to play center. No, that's great
0: stuff, Adam. The DNVR, why don't you just give a plug? I think most people listening listen to this know who you guys are, but For sure. throw another plug out there.
1: Well, the plug would be Wednesday's game. Come down to the DNVR bar. Great atmosphere, good time. The best place to watch it, just be around other Nuggets people. But then if you're looking to consume the content, you can go to thednvr.com to read my film breakdowns, or you could just check us out on YouTube. After every single Nuggets game, we record live from our studio above the DNVR bar uh, where we break down the games and give immediate reactions. Those of you can be, can be found on our YouTube channel.
0: Adam, thank you so much for the time. I'm going to come back, wrap up the show, look at the Rockies game tonight, look at those lines, and then the Avalanche as well, who I told you not to bet on about two weeks ago. Don't do it till the playoffs, okay? Just relax. We'll talk about that next on the Denver City Cast presented by BetRivers. BetRivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus – Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com to sign up. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, thanks to Adam Morris for hopping on. I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, all four local teams, especially the Broncos draft coming up, mini camp voluntary veteran minicamp so we'll have a whole bunch of um pressers there maybe talk about some of the things we hear which is always fun do want to get into some lines that we have here for the Rockies. there is a special on bet rivers the rockies are at the phillies kyle gibson and kyle freeland is on the mound um scoring has really been suppressed So far this year, whether it's the ball or the weather or both, we're not seeing a lot of runs. But boy, the Rockies are looking good, aren't they? Ten and five now. Freeland has had those three or four blow up innings in his starts. If he can avoid that tonight, he's going to be able to beat the Phillies. I I really believe that. Um, But the side is just too much up in the air because Kyle Gibson's a hell of a pitcher, too. Uh, or actually, I think he's a better starting pitcher than Freeland, but at least we've seen the cap. Like the ceiling with Freeland is, he's going to keep you in the ball game, get you a whole bunch of ground balls. Because as much scoring happens out here at Coors, that Philadelphia ballpark, Citizens Bank, that is an absolute bandbox. If any of you have been there or just seen it on TV, it's one of the smallest parks in baseball. Really small park. Rocky's offense, surprisingly, has just been terrific on the road. They scored, what, another six runs yesterday? They're playing great baseball, folks. So, again, I don't think this carries on throughout the whole season. But I'm enjoying it a whole bunch as it's happening now. Watched a lot of that game yesterday. Here are the lines on Bet Rivers. If you think the Rockies can take this thing plus 160 on a money line, that is not a bad bet. Eight and a half is the total here. I did uh, the run line. It's a baseball only show on VEASAN. I did that last night with a guy by the name of Adam Burke. Really sharp guy. I've had him on the show a couple of times already. He actually liked the over in this game. I'm not there. I have a hard time betting overs early on in the season. They've just been killing a lot of people. But um, not bad. Not bad. I'm looking at at home runs. I'm looking at home runs here. CJ Chrome plus 425. You want to take a little sprinkle there. He's been crushing the ball, obviously. Um, outside of that, that one little prop, I don't like anything else. Kyle Gibson strikeouts, five and a half. I think that's set perfectly. So, again, we're going to go back to uh, looking at the Rockies' money line, plus 160, not laying a bet. will bet this game in-game, though. So I'll be watching this game tonight. I will be betting it live. What is my plan of attack? My plan of attack is if the Phillies can get a run or two early, then I want to back the Rockies for the rest of the game and get a ridiculous price, like a plus 250, plus 275. Because I, I truly feel like this is a flip of the coin game. And even though it's plus 160, right, plus 160, I think we can get a better number just because Freeland could come out and have one of those bad innings and the Rockies still put up some runs. Uh, not enough though, to convince me to go over the eight and a half and uh, a final thing here. I know there's a lot of you that are freaking out about the avalanche. And as I said, this was a while ago, I told you Bednar announced he's going to sit some of his studs. Jerry, I'm going to sit my studs here. You know, we're going to get guys rest. There's not a lot of motivation. Well, tonight, they're home. We know they're a great team at home. I think they're the best team in the National Hockey League. But how can we back a team at minus 167 that's kind of in a free fall right now? Okay. So it's not going to hurt this team the way they're playing right now. It's not going to hurt them. Uh, you know, losing the President's Cup, I think it's fine. You know, you got President's Cups. Who cares? Really, who cares? It's just that this team is not playing well down the stretch, okay? And who the hell cares that they don't win the President's Trophy? I, 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 Honestly, I don't think you should care about it. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters, get through the first round, get through the second round, get through the conference finals, and get to where you need to be. But Avalanche Blues, Blues are a good team, 49, 20, and 11. If anything, if anything... I would back the visitors tonight. I mean, that loss to Winnipeg, too. 4-1. to I and mean, that was just ugly stuff. They're just... Uh, Kemper saved 40, but he gave up four goals. Eh. It's okay. Don't worry about it, Abs fans. You're going to be fine. Hopefully, they can just turn the switch back on. Maybe it costs them a game in the first round. Maybe it does. But nonetheless, the line's on Bet Rivers... Avs minus 167. Total here is 6.5. Still fading this whole thing. Still fading the avalanche until we get to the playoffs, and then we're going to have a good time. Thanks to Adam Morris from DNVR for hopping on, giving me his thoughts, giving us his thoughts on the Nuggets' victory and game number five coming up in Golden State. Thanks to our producer, Steven, for making this sound absolutely beautiful. Don't forget, five-star rating. Give me a little nice nugget or two in the reviews. That would be really nice. And again, thanks for checking out the Denver City Cats, presented by Bet Rivers.